Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm your host as always, Stan McCune, realtor right here in the Greenville area. You can find all of my contact information in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for any of your real estate needs. Just a reminder as always, please like, rate, review, subscribe, all those good things. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever, please uh, make sure you don't miss future episodes by hitting the subscribe button or whatever button it is that uh, is on the app that you're using. Um, we're going to jump right in. This is episode 200. 200 for the show. Um, a, an insane milestone. Could not have made it to episode 200 without you guys, uh, my great listeners. Um, so many of you tune in every single week. And uh, yeah, I just uh, I, I'm just blown away that we've made it to 200 episodes, and there will be a special uh, prize given to one of you listeners. I'm gonna get into uh, a few more details later, um, but there will be a an episode 200 a special prize that uh, that I will be doing, and I'm gonna announce that not at the beginning, not at the end. Uh, it's gonna be somewhere in the middle of this podcast. Make you guys actually listen. Uh, because I want to make sure that uh, that I don't just give it away uh, in a very obvious place. Uh, but please listen to the entire episode so you don't miss that. And uh, by the way, a lot has happened since uh, since I last recorded. I've been recording uh, all of these episodes, you know, a week or two in advance. Um, so I recorded uh, the past week's episode uh, the week prior, and uh, a lot happened. By the way, I forgot to. Uh, wish everyone a Merry Christmas last time. That was my bad. This is what happens when you record episodes early. Uh, you kind of forget, okay, this is going to be my last episode before Christmas, whatever. I'm making up for it for those of you watching on YouTube. I am wearing uh, an ugly sweater that involves Santa actually uh, riding a T-Rex, which I think is uh, the most American thing ever. Okay, um, regardless... Um, I've been dealing with a lot of interesting things lately. It's just been an interesting last few weeks. And this uh, episode that I'm recording, I'm recording on December 18th. Long story short, I do not want to have to be recording or thinking about podcasts um, over the holiday season. So uh, recording everything early. Uh, so this won't be until after Christmas, but I hope you guys had a great Christmas. Um, but I'm excited to share, if you don't already know, which probably a lot of you do, a few days ago, uh, as I'm recording this, now, if you're listening to this a few weeks ago, uh, Fox News actually reached out to me, not Fox News Local, Fox News Digital, uh, reached out to me uh, because of this podcast for a comment on why people are flocking to Greenville from other areas of the country. And uh, so I gave them some information and I really didn't know what was going to come of it. I've never had the media reach out to me. Um, local media tends to have their own kind of circle of a handful of realtors that they like to get comments from. Um, but the national media does not have ties to those agents. And so um, a local person that works for Fox News Digital uh, passed along my information, apparently. And, uh, and they ended up quoting me a lot in this article that they uh, published in Greenville, and um, I was just pretty much blown away from it. I'll link to the article in the show notes if you want to read it. 
Um, there's no paywall, uh, but it does, it has prompted some people to enter an email address. And uh, if you want to bypass that, I believe you can bypass it by simply turning on reader view in your browser after you click the link. Anyway, um, I'm really grateful to have had the opportunity to get the type of exposure that Fox News granted me. That absolutely blew me away. Um, and that wouldn't be possible if this show didn't have listeners. So again, one more little tidbit. We're episode 200, and I'm going to do something special for my listeners in this episode. Specifically, I'll be giving away a $200 Amazon gift card, $1 for every episode um, to one of you. But again, you have to listen to the rest of this episode uh, because at some point I'm going to give the details on how you can win the gift card. It's going to come a little bit later. Okay, on to the meat and potatoes of the episode. This is the recap of 2023. Look at all these things coming together, right? The end of 2023, episode 200, me being on Fox News, me doing a giveaway. Like This is just an exciting episode all around for me. And this isn't going to be too data heavy. We are going to look at the market stats for the month of November that just came out a few days ago. Um, but I just want to kind of talk uh, really big picture, um, well, both macro and micro, I guess. Um, and I, I want to start off just by talking about my personal business, right? Because some of you have, have actually expressed interest in what the year was like for me. Um, we talk a lot about just the uh, general what's happening in the market. But I want to uh, talk specifically about what was going on with my business. And I just want to say that um, my business reflected a lot of people's business uh, that I experienced earlier this year, which was in January, we just had a really, really insanely slow start to the year. Like it was, it, it was most comparable, like the, the closest thing I can compare it to is when we had the, the pandemic and like things kind of came to a halt. We're all in, in lockdowns. Nobody is, uh, you know, calling about real estate. People are just walking their dogs, keeping their distance from people, all of that. And uh, that's what it was like at the very beginning of this year. And I talked to a lot of other agents uh, that are even more experienced than me that experienced the exact same thing. And then in February, our phones started getting hot. People started calling. People started getting interested in things, a um, little more activity. And then when March came around, all of a sudden, we were right back in the thick of it. Before you knew it, it felt like a normal year again. We discussed this a lot on this show, but buyer demand stabilized in November of last year, uh, of 2022, and it simply took a few months for that demand stabilization to actually be felt all over the country and uh, with realtors nationwide. And so that's what happened with me. I really didn't feel it until the end, uh, middle towards the end of the first quarter. That was when it was like, okay, this isn't going to be an apocalyptic year. Um, it's going to be okay. We're going to make it. And then it ended up being a very, very normal year overall. Now, essentially two months of the year were very slow. So in a sense, I kind of lost two months of of this year of normal business. Um, and as a result, my business was down ever so slightly this year. Now, I'm not going to discuss actual numbers. 
numbers of closings, numbers of commissions, uh, or amount of commissions, all of this stuff, because it's literally a no-win situation if I start getting into that, right? There's going to be some people that will hear that and be like, well, that's like nothing, right? You know, they, they'll hear, uh, you know, they have in their mind that the average realtor gets hundreds and hundreds of closings. They're going to hear my number and be like, well, stand small time. Then on the on the other side of the equation, you'll have some people that will uh, hear the numbers and be like, "Well, my gosh, Stan is making tons and tons of money. Uh, you know, he's doing super well. Like he's doing better than me. Like why should I have to pay him a commission? You know." So as, th- there's really a no-win situation when you start getting into this. I've heard realtors. Um, I haven't really experienced this too much myself, but I've heard realtors that have. Uh, actually lost out on deals on on both sides of the equation, right? You've had some people that are like, well, I'm not going to use you because I want to give, you're you're doing just fine. I want to give business to my cousin that just got licensed. They need the money, right? That's a subtle way of saying, we don't think that you need the money (laughs) Um, and we're not going to give you our business. Uh, But on the other hand, I've heard of realtors. There was a realtor just recently that was telling me how she missed out on a listing, she did went to a listing appointment, and she was. It was a competitive appointment, so there were other realtors that had already talked to these people that were selling their home, and the other realtor had must that that had come before this uh, this lady must have skewed numbers in some way. Said that she had had like several hundred closings the past year. Um, which had to have been either just a straight up lie or she might have been lumping in numbers from her team, which uh, you shouldn't really count in a situation like that. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, this friend of mine lost out on the listing because the uh, the people that were listing their home were like, well, you're too small time. We, we want this other agent that does hundreds of, of transactions per year. So all that to say, no one situation if I reveal specifics on those numbers, but I will reveal some some high-level stuff. So my best year on record is still 2021, which is shouldn't really be a huge surprise since that's the best year in the history of Greenville real estate. It's not going to be my best year for forever. It's not going to be Greenville's best year forever either. Um, but right now, for a lot of realtors, 2021 was their best year no different for me. We've had two straight declines in our markets in our market in real estate closings, and that's reflected in my personal numbers. I had 7.7% fewer closings in 2023 than I did in 2022. 22 was down from 21 as well. Um, and the money that I made from commissions in 23, about 9.4% less than 2022. And yes, I'm accounting for, I'm recording this before the end of the year. I'm factoring in some end of year I'm making some end of year assumptions uh, in some of those numbers. Um, so my business was down a little bit, given the fact that I essentially lost two months out of the year. It's really not down much at all. Um, but also, as you guys know, uh, if you listen frequently, I flip houses a little bit on the side, not a big thing that I do. Um, and uh, But I did that more this year than previous years, knowing that it was going to be a down year and also feeling like there was an opportunity to bring some inventory to the market in a low inventory environment. And so I actually ended up making more money on the house flips and things of that nature than I normally do. And that more than made up 
for the decrease in commissions. For those of you that are really worried about uh, about me, yes, I'm I'm talking to you, Mom, uh, assuming that you're listening. Um, I'll say this as well. Uh, another positive is that my average commission has gone up substantially in recent years, going up every year since 2020. Um, some of that is simply the result of me uh, being able to command a better commission split with my company that I'm with. Um, in other instances, that's simply the result of me entering a higher tier market, as it were. Although you guys know, um, I don't look down on anything. I had a $80,000 listing earlier this year. Last year, I had a, a $60,000 listing. I, I don't look down on, uh, on actually, it was a $50,000 listing last year. Um, I don't look down on small-time things at all. So you guys know I cut my teeth in this business uh, helping investors. That was really how I started. And those investor closings, particularly back in like 2017, 2018, you're talking about 30, 40,000 hour homes uh, with regularity. Um, and so uh, I'm never going to look down on uh, small transactions. I legitimately am not focused on uh, on my commission. I'm focused on just delivering uh, the best service that I can for my clients. I get fulfillment out of that. And I'm not just saying that to say it. Like that's that's legitimately true. Now, in terms, I found this interesting. I kind of broke down um, because I wasn't really sure exactly how much uh, how many specifics I was going to give in this episode. So I broke down my business in terms of uh, I looked at total closings. I looked at investor closings. Like I said, uh, traditionally, uh, a huge portion of my business has been uh, for investors. Um, I also looked at new construction. Obviously, we've talked about new construction uh, is uh, has been a much bigger part of the market in recent years. So I looked at that as well. And basically, here's what I concluded. Since uh, 2019, 2020, uh, my business has completely transitioned from being around 30 to 50% investors. So 30 to 50% investor closings. Relocations back 2019, 2020, people moving here from out of state, very low. Zero to 5% relocations, uh, just kind of depending on the year. It would be like kind of, I might have one closing one year and then zero the next, maybe two the next year, you know, whatever. Small percentage of my closings. And then about 50 to 60% of my closings were just your standard uh, owner-occupant, Greenville to Greenville moves. You know, someone that's just staying in Greenville, but upsizing or downsizing or whatever the case may be. That all has transitioned. Again, 30 to 50% investors, almost no relocations, and then roughly 50% Greenville to Greenville, uh, 50 to 60%, depending on the year, Greenville to Greenville moves. Uh, that has transitioned now to my business is roughly 20% investors. So that's gone way down. Um, and that's just a reflection of the fact that there's not been a whole lot of opportunities to invest recently. 20% relocations, that's in large part due to this show and to you guys listening to the show from out of state, looking for a realtor and contacting me, and I really appreciate that. Um, and 60% uh, of my business, roughly speaking, is Greenville to Greenville. So that, that's about the same. That really hasn't changed. Uh, I said before, it was 50 to 60% before. Basically, the biggest thing that's changed is my investor pool has gone down. And my relocations have gone from basically being an afterthought in my business to being a 
core chunk of my business. Um, so I, I find all of that to be very interesting. What about the market as a whole? All right, so that was my specific business. Let's just talk about the market as a whole for a second. First off, contingencies. Again, this isn't going to be anything shocking, but for those of you that are new to the show, contingencies are back. They came back uh, with a vengeance in 2023. And when I say contingencies, a lot of people think about home sale contingencies, right? When someone makes an offer on a home, and it's contingent on the sale of their homes. Uh, but I'm talking about all contingencies, due diligence contingencies, financing contingencies, all of those types of things. Um, but home sale contingencies, for sure, those were dead between 2020 and 2022. Um, they are back. Pe- sellers are no longer afraid of home sale contingencies because they're not getting as many offers as they uh, as they used to get. They can't be as choosy as they used to be able to be. And so here we are. We have more and more home sale contingencies and other contingencies than we've had in the past. VA loans are back. I'm VA loan certified. I love VA loans. Um, A lot of agents don't like them because they've had a bad experience with them. I think that's a bunch of hogwash. I think that uh, they're, they're blaming VA loans on something that you can easily blame an appraiser for, right? And I've talked about appraisers. I'm not gonna trash them on the show. There are, there's another time and place for that. Um, but um, but I'm a big proponent of VA loans. VA loans in uh, 2023 are the highest percentage that they've been since 2019. And we're, we're almost back to 2019 levels. So we have this period of time where VA loans really started to go down in terms of a percent of the market. And again, this is just you've got all these agents that are scared of them and they'll warn their uh, their seller clients you know, particularly in a multiple offer situation, hey, you don't want to accept a VA loan. There's all sorts of things that can go wrong with it. Listen, it's about the same amount of stuff that can go wrong with any other loan program that's out there. I'm not worried about them. I'm glad to see uh, that they're coming back uh, comparably to what they were before the pandemic. Um, Cash transactions. This is also an interesting tidbit for me. Cash transactions, essentially flat in 2023 as compared to 2022, about 25%. A quarter of the market, uh, a quarter of closings are cash transactions. Uh, it used to be pre-pandemic, uh, well below 20%, closer to 15, 16, 17%. Usually that was where we were hovering. Uh, but since the pandemic, or well, really since, let's see here, uh, since around towards the end or middle towards the end of 2021, that really started to change. Cash transactions have uh have always been king, but particularly now, a quarter of transactions are cash transactions, a huge amount, and uh, that's a direct result of there being a lot of baby boomers uh, and other people that are sitting on a lot of cash that aren't afraid to spend it, that like real estate as an option for dumping that cash in uh, versus taking a risk in the stock market or whatever the case may be. Okay. We're going to look at the market stats that were just released for the month of November. But before we do that, we are going to talk about the $200 Amazon gift card giveaway. We're finally getting to the details. I told you it'd be in the middle of the show. So here we are. All right, very simple, how you can get this $200 gift card. It's only one gift card. Only one of you guys are gonna get it. Um, You gotta do a few things. First, 
you've got to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. I don't care which podcast app it is. Um, If it's Apple, if it's Spotify, if it's something else, you need to subscribe to it on there. Secondly, you need to go to YouTube. You need to find this podcast on YouTube. I'll tell you how to how to find it because people are stealing my Selling Greenville uh, name on YouTube, um, and, which is very easy to do. Um, what you need to do is you need to search Selling Greenville Podcast, okay? And uh, and I recently changed my username on there to at Selling Greenville Pod. Uh, but if you just go to YouTube and you just search three separate words, Selling Greenville Podcast. I promise you that you'll find it. You can also just search my name. Uh, You'll likely find it that way as well. Um, And once you do that, you want to subscribe to the show on YouTube, and you need to like an episode, and you need to comment on one of the episodes on YouTube. This is what I want to grow this year. I want to grow the YouTube channel. Um, I do plan to improve things like the video quality uh, you know, my background, which has been this window uh, ever since I started this. Um, at some point, there's going to be a better background than a window, I promise you guys. Uh, but guess what? This I thought that was going to happen this year, right? I started doing this video when I thought, okay, this is going to be a slow year. And then it ended up not being a slow year. And so I wasn't able to get back to trying to improve the video quality. That's a good thing. And I thank you guys for that. The video quality will improve. Um, but when you guys do... Uh, like, subscribe, and comment on one of my episodes on uh, on the YouTube channel. Um, y- you need to actually give a specific comment about the episode, okay? Not just like awesome content or something like that. Actually comment on the episode, something related to the episode that you listen to, right? You obviously listen to it. Um, I'm fine if you want to ask a question as well. Um, I will get back to you as I have opportunity. Um, but that would be okay as well. Um, how long do you have to do this? You have until January the 4th to do this, and then I will select someone at random from the people who did this, and I will announce on my January 10th episode of this podcast who won, okay? So you'll need to tune in. Really, you want to tune in every week, right? But you want to do all of these things. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. Subscribe on YouTube like and comment on an episode on YouTube uh, and do all of that by January 4th and then listen to the show on January 10th. I believe it's January 10th, but it's that week. Um, And then I will announce who won on that show. And I might need to, I might announce the name. I might not be able to identify you uh, depending on how your name shows up. Uh, So it's the kind of thing where I'm going to say it on the show and then I'm gonna. I, I might be asking you guys who you are, and then asking you to text me uh, which one of you it is. So, uh, so please make sure that you listen. All right. We are going to transition here to market stats, and I'm going to screen share. If you'll just bear with me one second. Well, this is taking a lot longer than I anticipated uh, because I keep clicking on other things by accident. All right. Let's see here. Share screen. Here we go. All right. Market stats. All right. Here we go. Got the market stats here if you're watching on YouTube. 
You can see these. If you're not, if you're just listening, that's fine as well. I'm just going to hit some high points. I'm not going to go through these in a ton of details uh, simply because I don't want this show to go too long. Um, new listings. Uh, new listings data was up 15.2% year on year. Very interesting. Um, and here's what I think is happening. Mortgage rates are going down. More people are buyers. Buyers are typically sellers. So demand goes up. Also, supply goes up. Usually those things happen in tandem. Um, and so guess what? New listings went up 15.2%. It was still a big drop off month to month. Uh, but still, that's a, uh, a a pretty tremendous increase. And now we've had two straight months of new listings increases. Um, again, very interesting. I would imagine, since mortgage rates are still down, that this trend will continue into January. Pending sales. Pending sales uh, for the most recent month. For some reason, the Greater Greenville Association of Realtors who produces these stats, for some reason, always the most recent month is not right for pending sales. Uh, but what I anticipate is that this 715 number for the month of November is going to be revised into the low 1000s. Compared to November of 2022, our pending sales were 987. So we should see, I'm predicting, that once this number is revised, we will see our first increase in pending sales since April of 2023, April of this year. Um, so that will be interesting to see if I'm right. Um, but I, I think that I am going to be right because uh, I know these uh, stats very well. Uh, as you guys know, if you've listened to this, but also just again, common sense, mortgage rates going down, demand goes up, uh, pending sales are going to go up as well. Um, closed sales for the month of December were down 4.8% uh, year on year, um, but still following the normal seasonal trend line. Um, it was just that we just happened to have a stronger than expected uh, November of last year. If you're looking at the uh, at the chart, you can see that there was a little upswing in November 2022. That was an anomaly. Remember, I said demand stabilized in November of last year. That's one of the indicators uh, that we have of that. Days on market until sale. Um, we hit our highest number since May of this uh, of this year. We're at 44 days on market until sale. That's a 25.7% increase year on year from November of last year, which was at 35. Now, what will be interesting to see is if we find a way to surpass the first quarter uh, numbers of last year. We got all the way up to 58 days on market until sale in March of last year. Um, I could see it going either way. With um, mortgage rates going down, if that holds, if we keep seeing mortgage rates into the first quarter of next year below 7%, then I would be very surprised if we exceeded the days on market number of, of the first quarter of last year, I would think that we would have uh, lower days on market numbers uh, because going to be more, again, more buyer demand uh, coming into the market. But we'll have to see because there are a lot of homes right now that are kind of languishing on the market that aren't reflected in this days on market data. And when they sell after having been on the market for 120, 150 days, it's going to really uh, skewed this data. So this will be very interesting to see. This is the kind of data where I would on honestly, we're looking at averages, but I would love to see the median uh, for this. But unfortunately, we we don't have that. That's not very simple. Uh, I could probably try to pull that myself. But for the time being, uh, I'm just going to rely on the GGAR numbers. What we do have a median for is the median sales price. 
and the median sales price came down month on month to $312,750, but that's still up 2.9% year on year, which is, when you look at the entire year, that's one of the stronger year on year increases that we've had for the whole year. And this has been something we've been looking at really closely. I've been telling you guys, you know, hey, we've got we've got to to look at seasonality. To we know that prices are gonna come down in the fourth fourth quarter of this year, um, but it's important to compare year on year versus just month on month. And here we are. Um, December of last year was at two ninety five. All right, so for us to end the year below December of last year, we would have to see. Uh, the month-on-month number come down really low, and we've not had a print below 300,000 since March. So it's really, really looking like we're going to end 2023 with a positive median sales price print, uh, which is indirectly tied to uh, price appreciation. So it's not one-to-one that this median sales price going up means that every home has appreciated in value in the Greenville market. Um, but it is an indicator that that's happening. Uh, and so 312,000 was the November number that's up from 303, about 304,000 in November of last year. So a 2.9% increase year on year. Um, the average went up 5.5%. Again, as I've said before, the median is more accurate when we're trying to track what's happening in the market because the average sales price is skewed by those really expensive homes that sell every now and then. Um, but still, it was up 5.5%. We only had one month. We discussed this last week. One month that was down. That was the month of March. Every other month has been has been up year on year. And uh, you know, the past five months in particular have been really strong. We've only had one month that was less than five and a half percent increase year on year to the average price of a home in Greenville. That was the month of August. It was two percent. Um, otherwise, we've been seeing the average sales price go up over five percent, uh, over five and a half percent every single month for the past uh, for the past five months, with the exception of August. Uh, percent of list price received stayed flat, ninety eight point three percent, and this now gives us our first month of the year where the percent of list price received was higher year on year. November of last year was ninety eight point one percent. November of this year, 98.3%. So sellers are, for the first time on a year-on-year basis, getting more than they did the year prior uh, for their home. And uh, you can, if you're looking on YouTube, uh, you can read the description. I'm not going to get into the weeds on it, but this is the percentage found when dividing a property's sales price by its most recent list price, then taking the average for all properties sold in a given month, not accounting for seller concessions, okay? I'm not gonna explain all of that again because we need to keep plugging away with this. I've explained that in other episodes that you can go back and listen to. Housing affordability index. We had some nice movement in the month of November. Finally, finally, a little bit of relief for home buyers. Um, And I would imagine that this is heavily related to mortgage rates going down. It went up from 79 uh, the 79 housing affordability index to 86 in the month of November. Now that's still a 6.5% year on year decrease from the 92 that we had the prior year, but it's at least good to see it getting higher in uh, in the month of November. Now seasonally, that is pretty normal, um, but I'm hoping that this trend continues um, for the next few months as 
mortgage rates hopefully are lower than what they've been. So that's great to see. What we want to see this number at is 100, when at least 100. 100 means that the median household, the standard household in Greenville can afford the median priced home. So that's what we want to see at 86. Uh, then the median household can only afford 86% of the median priced home in the market. That's not great. We want to see that number higher in so far as we can. Inventory of homes for sale. This is another one similar to pendings uh, that is typically off a little bit. Okay, so it says 4,055. Uh, which is a big increase from November of last year, which was 3,522. That's going to get revised down to probably 3,700, 3,800, something like that after it's all said and done. Still going to be an increase year on year. In October, uh, the last month that we have these stats for was up 3.8% year on year. It'll probably be something similar uh, for the month of November. So inventory is still going up. Um, but it's going up at a much slower pace than it was with some of these earlier prints. Like in March, we had inventory was up 114% year on year. We're not seeing anything like that. Uh, we're And we're still below the pre-pandemic norms, right? So um, as long as we are below 4,000, uh, we are still below pre-pandemic, but we're getting closer. We're getting very close to the pre-pandemic norms. Now that said, we're... Still not particularly, well, I guess we're getting closer to the pre-pandemic norms and month supply. You don't want to look at, at the most, again, the most recent number, but we're right around 3% month supply. That's what October was was revised to, and I imagine that November is going to be pretty close to that, about three months supply of inventory, um, and uh, and so we'll keep tracking that. I talked a lot about that um, in, in some other episodes recently, so I'm not going to get in the weeds on that. So there we go. The, that is some of what's happening in uh, in the market based on the market stats. Um, nationwide, we've had a decline in closing. I've read some, some data recently. 18% decline in closings nationwide. So Greenville is much more steady and stable than that. And, uh, and that's something that I think is is great. I, I like that about our market. The highs in Greenville aren't as high as other places, and the lows aren't as low when it comes to uh, the real estate market. And that's really helpful for me as a realtor. That's really helpful for a lot of my clients. They, they you know, when you're in a boom and bust type of market, that's really terrifying if you're a buyer or a seller. The Greenville market is stable, and that's reflected in all of these numbers at the end of the day. Um, now, next week, I've got another episode that I'm very excited for. We're going to talk about the bold predictions that I have for the year 2024. We're going to kick off 2024, right, with 10 bold predictions. Uh, but before then, we had this episode, the recap of 2023. I hope you guys appreciated it. I appreciate you guys, and I appreciate you, all of my listeners. I'm looking forward to giving away a $200 Amazon gift card to one of you. If you skip to the end to try to figure out how to get that gift card, you're going to have to rewind because I said it earlier. Um, But I appreciate you guys listening. Please like, rate, review, subscribe to this podcast, however you're watching or listening. And uh, please, just a reminder as always, my contact information is in the show notes. Fox News found it. 
and they sent me an email and I replied to them within just a few hours. I saw the, I actually saw it right when it hit my inbox and I said, I need to not look desperate. I'm going to wait a few minutes before I respond to this. Um, and, and so that's exactly what I did, which I don't know. That's probably a silly thing to do, but, uh, but it was a slow day. And, uh, and I saw that email as soon as it came in and, uh, and, and I was tempted to just respond right away. And I was like, no, give it some time to breathe, give it some time to think about your response. And so I did. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there was a little peek behind the veil at how, uh, some of that went down, but I appreciate all you guys. That contact information is in the show notes. If you need a realtor or if you need, or if you're a media publication, you need a comment on the Greenville market. Here you go. I'm your guy. Thank you guys for listening. We will talk again next time.